Get a little more out of watching NBA games with Daily Fantasy. Every LeBron James drive, Jokic rebound, or Steph Curry game winner means so much more when you're playing with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Yeah. Like, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. <laughs> they should start doing it in Spanish. That's what I, they should just switch it up. That's what I would do. Man. Only a week or so of NBA basketball left, starting with Game 2 of the NBA Finals, is Kawhi Leonard staying with the Clippers. James Harden is stopped by the police in Paris, and we buy or sell the BS meter on rumored offseason trades, draft, free agency from Bleacher Report. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Of course, I have the two hooligans with me again. JJ, how you living, my friend? My name is... Doing well. I'm not James Harden right now, so I guess I'm good. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, I have John. John, how you My living? Is... Doing well. So we just watched game two. The Suns came up on top once again. JJ, what did you think of this game? I thought that this was a must win for the Bucks. Uh, history's not on their side. Only six teams have came back to win a series being down 0-2. And right. disappointing cast of Giannis is not performing. Middleton was terrible tonight. Um, Holiday was terrible. And I know a lot of people were clowning on Drew Bledsoe. But Drew Bledsoe didn't miss this many free throws like Holiday. So that's what I thought of today's game. I agree. I mean, Giannis went off 42 points, 12 rebounds in a loss. John, what did you think? I agree. It was... A must win for the Bucks, but to me it didn't really matter, right? Because I called the Suns to win the series after game one. So <laughs> game, the, the following game don't over matter. There, man. Yeah, I'm looking pretty smug over here. Damn, so, no faith in the Bucks, but you called it. I, I have I I have zero faith in the Bucks. What? But if they come back and win, I'm gonna look like a, you know what, right? I'll look like a clown. So I'll eat my words if I if I'm wrong, but. I just don't think that the Bucks have enough offensively to match the Suns. And while the Bucks are good defensively, the Suns are also good defensively. One thing I did notice, and JJ mentioned, is, well, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, as your second and third best players, cannot shoot the way they shot. And they can't play the way they played yes, if the Bucks are going to have any chance to win this, the game, or in, even the series. Now they got to win four out of five with, they are going back home, but I don't see Chris Paul, Devin Booker losing four out of the next five games. I think the Bucks will win one or two and take this to maybe six. I'm going to call it in six. Yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the Bucks do, like, they still have a chance. And the reason why I'm saying this is because, I mean, Milwaukee fans know that Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, they play completely different when they're at home. They absolutely play different. I mean, Middleton, I mean, 11 points. Come on, man. And you're going to shoot one for six from the three-point arc. That's only like 17%. And then Drew Holiday, like, can you please put some pressure on CP3? (laughs) 
Like, he is getting absolute rest on the defensive end. And what did Chris Paul have here? He had 23 points, 8 assists, and an unusual 6 turnovers for him. But, I mean, he was still effective on the offensive end. What do you guys think the Bucks need to do to slow down Chris Paul and Devin Booker? They need to actually, on offense, move the ball. Get them tired on defense. We talked about the last pod where shot selection on the Bucks side was just atrocious, and it was atrocious again. What? You can't have your second and third best player miss shots. You know, I know you mentioned that Middleton was one for six on three, but also when you saw like the eye test of Holiday, he was missing point blank shots from the rim. And yeah. that's just not how you could win a game. Like we've talked about previous teams. You have the Bulls triangle offense. You have Kobe's triangle offense. You have the Warriors offense where when you pass the ball, the ball has energy. Yes, sir. Right. For, for, I mean, straight up the Suns today, they shared the ball. I think one play they had 12 passes and Aiton got the and one. And I think if the Bucks could actually share the ball, which they haven't done, it just is an indicator and it's gonna be the catalyst of a good night, not only on offense, but defense. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, John. What do you think? For the Bucks to stop Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they should look for a trade mid-finals for Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Now, I think that... So JJ made a lot of good points about ball movement. I just think that Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, like you said, June, need to put more pressure on Chris Paul and Devin Booker to play defense and try to get them in foul trouble. I think one of the things maybe in game three that they could try is to take, have Chris Middleton bring the ball up instead of Drew Holiday and put Drew Holiday in the post. Holla, holla. He's bigger than Chris Paul. He, it, it's, he'll probably draw some fouls. And in the fourth quarter, he backed down Chris Paul effectively. So I'm not sure why they didn't go toward to that more often instead of having Drew Holiday bring the ball up and try to run an offense, even though he's good at that. Chris Middle can do, can do it too, but they need to switch up their looks. They need to stop being so predictable. Because mm-hmm. Devin Booker and Chris Paul, honestly, they're going to get their points. They're just too good offensively. They're too crafty. They're too smooth. They're too slick. They're too skilled. Yeah. And so yeah. the Bucks need to do something different. They need to give them different looks. Maybe try different guys on them. Maybe try P.J. Tucker on Chris Paul. I think they did a few times, but maybe put more more bodies on these guys. Try to get them in foul trouble. Take them out of their rhythm. And they, you know, they got to go all guns blazing in Game Three because obviously, if the Bucks lose that game, it's over. Even though I think it's already over, but that will effectively put the nail in the coffin. I'm I'm gonna wait until Milwaukee has a home game before I really judge this series because like. If we know anything about these these playoffs is that anything can happen, right? Anything could happen. I mean, we saw the Clippers come back from elimination games two times this um, this playoffs. And, you know, I think that just the way that the playoffs have been, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting all my bet on the Suns just yet. What do you guys think is the X factor for game three? Who, who would have thought that Zubak and... 
Whoever else on the Clippers is outperforming Middleton <laughs> and Holiday. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Reggie, Reggie Jordan. Yeah, Reggie, yeah, Jordan. Reggie Jordan, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to refer to your question, Jin, which is the X factor, it's, it's like what John's been saying, man. It's Middleton and Holiday, they need to come through. Yeah. That, I think that's it. Yeah. I'm going to end it that's there. That's pretty much me. it, huh? No, that's that's 100% on the dot. We don't have to sugarcoat anything. It's Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. They're your two best, your second and third best players, and they need to play like it, bottom line. I'm going to zag a little bit. I'm going to say that the X Factor is actually the Suns have two injured players now. I mean, they, they're losing Dario Saric, and then they lost Tori Craig, what? who are actually two big bodies that were going to be used to stay in front of Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, I mean, DeAndre Ayton played very inspired this game, especially not having, like, big stats. But, like, Giannis should have his way for the next two games and the rest of the series with less bodies to put in front of him. I mean, besides DeAndre Ayton, who are they going to put in front of him? Frank Kaminsky? Like, that fool should get bodied every single time. So that's what I think is going to be the X factor down the stretch. Um... Let's talk. I had to breathe a sigh of I had to breathe a sigh of, the, of relief there because I thought you were going to say Pat Connaughton was the X-Factor. <laughs> that guy played heavy minutes, dude. He no, he did. Like he played well. He played minutes. well. He, he wasn't that bad, but he definitely wasn't good. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stop with the Connaughton <laughs> slander. I'm sorry. Can I do that? How did you guys think Brook Lopez did this game? He caught a lot of heat for last game. Everyone was calling him a a defensive liability. Do you guys feel different after game two? I need to see what was his plus minus. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Do you guys have it in front of you? Minus one. Minus one. Okay, so that's not as atrocious as his minus sixteen or seventeen <laughs> from game one. Oh wait. I I will say this. Coach Bud loves playing big. He loves playing Brooke Lopez regardless of the matchup, which I don't agree with. But they did make adjustments that I liked here in game two, even though they lost. One of them was. The high pick and roll where Aiton was setting the screen for Chris Paul, right. and and Brook Lopez in Game One, it's, he was pressing and getting up on Chris Paul, which is bad because Chris Paul can just blow right by him, and then he has an open lane where he can score, shoot the mid range, or dump it off to the open man. So what yes, Brook Lopez did in Game Two is he actually pulled back, and he was trying to deprive, uh, uh, deny Chris Paul that mid range. And also is covering the paint and and um, playing defense and anchoring that defense a lot a lot more effectively than in game one. So he was Chris Brook Lopez was a lot better in the the BPM plus and minus shows that even though it was a minus one, it's not a minus 16, 17. So I like their adjustments. I still think Brook Lopez is not he's going to struggle in this matchup just because he's not athletic and the Bucks are with their bigs. So. I would still limit his minutes if I'm Coach Bud, but you know, I'm not a. Maybe that's why I'm not an NBA coach. <laughs> JJ, what do you think? Lopez has shown to be a liability just because of how Chris Paul takes advantage of that matchup. Right. He hunts bigger players, even if they're lengthier, because his mid range is it's killer. Like you can't even you can't stop it. So what do you need to do? Do you play with speed? Do you play with size? 
Right now, size doesn't look like it's affecting the Suns with Lopez and Giannis. Yeah. So you might have to go with the small ball lineup, which we did see, you know, had signs of some success tonight. So I'm hoping that Coach Bud will lean towards a smaller lineup, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I would love to see a smaller lineup. I would like to see Giannis Antetokounmpo almost play an entire game at the five. If the pace gets too fast for Brooke Lopez, it's really tough to keep that man on the floor. Um, anyway, moving on to the next topic, I'm actually going to talk about how the NBA Finals ratings are down at 8.56 million views, which is actually better than the bubble. Um, it's actually 35% down compared to game one of the 2019 Dubs versus Raptors series and 50% down compared to game one of the Dubs Cavs 2018 series. What do you guys think are the reasons? I'm going to start with John. Well, we're talking about Milwaukee and Phoenix, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, I feel really bad saying that because my brother is from Phoenix, my sister-in-law, and my niece. They live in Phoenix. So, and it's, it's you know, six, eight months of the year, it's really nice there, but four months, it's literally hell on earth so yeah <laughs> in milwaukee wisconsin is freezing cold so it's like the two polar opposites of weather wise right no but in all seriousness i think that has to play a part in it obviously you're not have you don't have huge markets in these cities in these states and not even just markets but just but basketball wise too it's not really you know wisconsin is football and then uh you can sit make the case for phoenix and arizona that it's football and baseball right so that alone, I think, is going to affect the ratings. And then also the star power, right? Devin Booker, to us and avid basketball fans, we appreciate players like CP3, unless your name is JJ. <laughs> There's Devin Booker. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo. You have a lot of guys that we would appreciate because we watch basketball. But to the average person or just the casual fan, I don't know if these the star power is attractive enough, right? Mm -hmm. You're not talking about LeBron James who encompasses the sport and LeBron any sport James. and people know him from across the, the, the globe. And Steph Curry too. I mean, he has changed the game single-handedly based on his skill of shooting the basketball. So, holla, holla. And, and it's California we're talking about here. So to me, it's there's a number of things, but I would say those are probably the top, my top reasons. Yeah, JJ, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, thank you. I was just going to say that the superstars is a huge factor. The common denominator within the past decade was either Stephen Curry and LeBron James. Even when LeBron James was in a small market like Cleveland. And yeah. Golden State, they didn't have a really international or domestic following until this run with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. So that really propelled that franchise. True. So when people say like the marketing of small market teams, I do think that does play a part like what John was saying, but you could overcome that deficit with superstars. In term, in regards to like super teams, I think you need super teams to attract the casual fan. Like what John was also saying is that 
people who watch the NBA Finals, the Super Bowl, and the World Series, these big leagues like the NFL, the NBA, and, and MLB, their goal is to attract the casual fan during these quote-unquote championships. Oh. And to be frank, I don't think anyone cares for Chris Paul, what? Giannis, and even Devin Booker who's dating like one of the biggest celebrities today. And also Rachel Nichols is not on the sideline, guys. Come on. <laughs> reason number one. Yeah, reason number reason one. Number one. I, reason number one. I, I honestly think like you just got to look at the jersey sales, right? I mean, like LeBron James and Steph Curry, they're they're definitely like one and two or pretty close to it, yeah. I want to say. And I don't know a lot of like a lot of little kids running around with like a Phoenix Suns Chris Paul jersey. I don't see a lot of little kids running around with like a Devin Booker jersey unless you're in Phoenix. What? Giannis Antetokounmpo might be a different story. I think he's he's probably top 10 in in jersey sales, but how attractive is watching Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks play basketball right now? I mean, we talk about it all year. Like literally saying that this offense is painful to watch sometimes. Mm -hmm. So the style of basketball that Giannis Antetokounmpo like plays isn't even appealing to casual fans. It's only the the random highlights that you see, and I think that's hurting their ratings big time. I mean, you look at Steph Curry, for the non-Steph Curry fans, he's still absolutely incredible to watch. Like these flash in the pan moments that he has are absolutely legendary, and you don't have those moments with Giannis, am I right? Bruh. No, you're right. And, no, you're. And like Steve Nash, yeah. when he played for Phoenix, he was one of the top sellers for Phoenix. Right. So, John, do you believe like the NBA needs super teams? And then John, yes, I mean, uh, and Jin, you should follow up with an answer after John. But I wanted to ask John first, which is. Do we need super teams? I know people always say I hate super teams, joining super teams are whack, but <laughs> look, think about the history, man. Think about the history of all of all the sports. Yeah. Right. Are super teams yeah, needed? And, and well, the reason you made a good point and it kind of segued into my what I was what I was gonna say is super teams are a detriment, not because you see a bunch of talent and you see teams dominant which I think a lot of people sometimes, some people like, but it really takes away from the competitive nature. And that's the kind of style that the current NBA is in. There's a lot of buddy-buddy, there's a lot of fraternities, there's a lot of cliques, and that essentially just takes away from the, the competitive nature that we have as, as competitors, right? When you play basketball, you don't want to be, you're friends with, your, with that person you're playing who's on the defensive end, who's defending you, who's guarding you. But people don't want to see that. They want to see trash talk. They want to see you get in someone's face. They want to see the Kobe, Michael Jordan smack talk. Oh. Mm -hmm. And we don't have that really anymore, right? There's Trey Young and there's a few there's a few other guys, but that's really it's really slim pickings these days. But back in the day in the nineties and the early two thousands, we had a lot of it. And if you look at the top ten rated games i don't have that list in front of me i i think that there's two or three in that top 10 that are within the last two two like 10 or 12 years two of them are steph curry and lebron in the finals and one of the other one was 
Kobe, Lakers, and Celtics in 2010. True. So everything else, the seven or seven of them, was back in the early 2000s or the 90s, where Jordan ruled. So much smack talk. People were not considered friends, <laughs> and right. I think that plays a lot. That has a lot to do with the attraction that people see towards it because they wanted they watch sports for the competitive nature, right? You don't watch yes, sports if like you wanted to watch people become friends. You would watch Friends, the show. You wouldn't watch a competitive <laughs> yeah. sports game, right? With, with me, I think that having you know quote unquote super teams is important for the league, not only because the teams that they play for those fans they become absolute fanatics um once you have a super team you feel like you're on top of the world but also being on the other side there's like there's they become automatic villains and mm-hmm. i think this league the league needs a villain yes when you watch any tv show any drama there is always a villain and i don't think that the bucks or the suns particularly play either one of those roles yeah. i don't think I don't think they're the superhero, and I don't think they're the villain either. I think they're both, they both have very likable people on both sides. So it's kind of hard to tough as to watch as a casual fan because my emotions are not, are not invested in this finals. And I think that probably that shows great, in, in the viewing. That is a great point. And we're going to move on actually to the next topic. CP3 on game one, he stole... Ayton's 20th rebound game or rebound in game one with the game already in hand and we're gonna kind of watch this video and you you see you know Ayton is is trying to tap for this rebound and Chris Paul ends up with it and Devin Booker just kind of throws his hands up in the air like you just took away his 20th rebound JJ what do you think of this moment are you surprised that Chris Paul did that (laughs) because I'm not Come on, Chris Paul. You're supposed to be point god, not point punk. Give it right. to your boy. <laughs> John, what do you think? You know, I was going to say that it wasn't a big deal, but I keep when I keep watching the video, I'm just yeah, there's no reason for Chris Paul to get the rebound. It's not it's not as if there was a a Bucks player next to him trying to steal the rebound. Or get the rebound, and they were, and the Suns were down by two, or down by, or up by one or two. So nothing. There was no re- real reason for Chris Paul to get that rebound, and so I don't know if it was intentional. I know JJ thinks it was completely <laughs> intentional. Yes, sir. But it doesn't. You know, it's if it's a lack of self, if it's a lack of awareness, then it's that's it doesn't really excuse it. You got to uh, exactly. JJ's right. If you're a point guard, point guard, CP3, you should be fully aware of everything that's going on on the court and giving Aiton his first 2020 game, especially this young in his career. That's kind of a milestone. Yeah, in, oh. in the NBA Finals. In the, Go ahead, JJ. What were right. you saying? Sorry, I was just going to say, like, in terms of, like, basketball roles, when you play AAU, high school, in a mural, whatever it may be, you give the rebounds to your big man. Yeah. They do all the dirty work. Give it to him. Like, that's what you were taught. Like, you, that's how you reward your big men that do the dirty work. Yeah, that's absolutely. why. That's why Westbrook gets, quote unquote, blank on, right? Can I do that? <laughs> this was definitely still... a stat padding moment. Yeah. Definitely so. a stat padding moment for, for CP3. And CP3 isn't really like a huge stat padder. Cause, so it's kind of 
is kind of surprising. I'm going to go to the next topic, and that's Hoops Hype had a poll of executives recently, and they are saying that Kawhi Leonard is likely going to sign the Supermax with the Clippers. John, what do you think of this? I, I'm not really surprised, but I don't put much stock into these polls with executives, especially, <laughs> especially when we're dealing with a robot who shows no emotion, doesn't ever show his hand, and could just make a move based on an algorithm, <laughs> and that is Kawhi Leonard. So I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's, I right. think it's most likely that he stays because the Clippers. I think they exceeded expectations given their history and what they've not accomplished in the past. So to make the Western Conference Finals for the first time, it showed that they that they made that leap from last year, that they were able to overcome an 0-2 deficit against not only Dallas, but also Utah. So I think Kawhi, and Kawhi was hurt. And let's be real, right? As much as I despise the Clippers, yeah. <laughs> if anybody had any was any if anybody was curious, what? I think that Kawhi healthy and I, I think most people would agree with me that if Kawhi was healthy they would have beaten the Suns. So in Kawhi's mind there's no I don't think there's any reason for him to leave. But I do think the Clippers are going to look vastly different from their role players who, who played a huge role in their success this year or more success this year so we'll see what happens but yeah i I think it's i think it's a lock that he stays he loves la he's from california he's driving distance to san diego and all that stuff so true jj what do you think yeah the pure fact that Kawhi's from la and he went out of his way to leave a championship team in toronto to go to the Clippers, to a franchise that doesn't have a history of winning, kind of showcases that he values the meaning of home. That's a great point. So that kind of makes me lean that he's going to sign for the max with the Clippers. But it's also, you know, not out of the realm of possibilities that he may opt out because he's been weird like this before. He's done weird stuff. So question for you. That's true. He has. He has. So question for you guys, if we're, you know, just hypothetically speaking, obviously, if he were to opt out, what team do you guys see as the likely destination for Kawhi? Oh, man. I have. I mean, if des- if destination is important to him, I probably would go something like the Knicks. Yeah. Oh, wait. Like, I mean, because they're... You saw how the city of New York was treating Julius Randle, like the, the second coming of, of, you know, Patrick Ewing or something. What? And, like, if Kawhi went there, I, I see a lot of pieces fitting well. I don't know what their, their salary is like, but adding, like, another defensive stopper to an already great defensive team, and now you have someone that could actually, like, perform well in the clutch um, on offense, I think it'd be a great pairing. I don't, I don't know though, because Kawhi's so strange, man. He could have been an absolute god if he stayed in Canada, mm-hmm. but he decided not to. So it's, it's really hard to really predict. You lose. 
What do you guys think? JJ? I was gonna say the Knicks. If you if you're gonna leave LA, which is one of my favorite cities, if not my favorite city outside of my hometown, I would say New York. Yeah. But if you wanted to like venture out and go into investing, this kind of sounds crazy, but everyone's been rumoring about the Warriors, which I don't see how it would work, but maybe they'll make it work. Yeah, I mean, I would love that. <laughs> I, I'm going to go a different route, knowing Kawhi's demeanor, his personality. He'd probably want to go to some place like OKC where he can be a ghost. Left alone. Go fishing. Left alone. Not deal with not deal with too much publicity. And uh, you know, he would still be the guy there. But that's probably not gonna happen. Right, right. I agree. Um, for our next topic, we have James Harden is stopped in Paris, but he's released shortly after what happened is that in his car. <laughs> They found 20 grams of cannabis, which is illegal in France. And there were three people in the car. One of them was Lil Baby. JJ, what do you think of this news? Uh, you're going to travel outside of the United States. It's kind of common sense to know the laws of the foreign country you're traveling at. We're, we're one of the rare countries yeah. that if you do get arrested, you're innocent until proven guilty, where the majority of the world is guilty until proven innocent. And I don't know if this is a sensitive <laughs> topic, but props to uh, his homies that took the blame. Because he was able to get released yeah. then. I guess it's their, it's not his possession, it's his friend's possession. Even though he smelled <laughs> like weed. I'm just borrowing yeah. this car. <laughs> I don't know, this I'm is... borrowing this jacket. It was here already. Yeah. I have this breath from being in the car stuck with these guys, so... Excuse me! John, what do you think? I'm probably going to offend people that were was born that were born at 1998 and above, but who is Little Baby? Can somebody <laughs> throw me a lifeline? I believe he is a, a mumble rapper. Got it. Got it. So... I'm with JJ. I don't... It kind of boggles my mind that people go to foreign countries and don't familiarize themselves with the rules and the culture and the laws in which the country that they are traveling to because it's it's just crazy, right? There's just... If you go to the Middle East, I mean, they, they're obviously strict about certain dress code and you see people going there and completely doing the polar opposite or making gestures with their hands and doing things spitting on the floor which I think in some countries is completely dirty and disrespectful but I just don't get it I mean you are you have the internet you have all these resources at your disposal do some research before you travel to a country that you're unfamiliar <laughs> with and see if this is really deemed that true i mean i don't agree with some of the rules and the regulations but it's their country that you're traveling to so you have to respect it yeah absolutely i think um i'm a little surprised that that they got stopped in france for 
for cannabis like I'm, I'm wondering what the situation was exactly like did they roll down the window and all the smoke started like billowing out like how did they get caught that's what i need to know that's the story i need to know anyway and for our last topic we have i mean we can't go an episode without talking about scotty pippen i mean as long as he's in the news he's gonna be on this show and scotty pippen is popping popcorn now what? he has a brand called husk organic it's got some very very unique flavors and I just want to know what you guys think of this new venture for Scotty Pippen. I'm going to start with John. Scotty doesn't know for you Euro <laughs> trip fans. I, I don't I mean I I don't know what to say. He's he's taken over the alcohol industry with his hand handcrafted <laughs> No pun intended, but his logo with his hand on it, his wrinkly hand, which is weird. Husk popcorn. So this organic, very, it's non-GMO, vegan, and some of those ingredients on here are crazy. I've never, I've never heard of this in popcorn before. And he's obviously reaching, he's looking to target the more wealthy because I don't know about you guys, but. I don't even if I was rich, I would not want to spend fifty dollars <laughs> on twelve bags of popcorn, regardless of what ingredients are in there. I don't care if it was like absolutely not. A, I'm not a doing unicorn, that. a unicorn, a uni- Yeah, no, absolutely not. And so, I, I mean, he's trying to continue. He's trying to be prosperous and continue with some biz- business adventures, looking crazy while he does it. But. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? He's trying to hustle. He's doing his thing, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of the what the market is pretty saturated with popcorn, I think. But I've never seen any. I'll I'll, I'll give him this. It's pretty unique. I've never seen popcorn, the high end popcorn like this before, and so it'll be interesting to see how it actually does in the market. Yeah, JJ, what do you I think know, of man. this? Twelve pack. Of popcorn for 50 bucks when you could buy a 12 pack of anything else and probably enjoy it just as much or even more props to uh scotty pippen i mean he's venturing out there he's being um an investor a capitalist and he was able to pull whole foods which is the perfect market for these exotic flavors like coconut water and matcha popcorn but I'll say this. You can't beat movie popcorn. Can you? That probably costs yeah. like a quarter or even way than way less, right? To make. I mean, movie popcorn, I know now it's expensive, but right. nothing beats movie popcorn. So Scotty, that should be your next thing. Yeah, I don't people people don't people don't buy popcorn for health, right? I mean, I douse it in butter. It's not. <laughs> I don't. You mean you don't it, douse it, it in spirulina and dragon fruit, or kale and I mean, broccoli? I, I've thought. I've definitely thought flavors. about it once or twice. <laughs> yeah, I've thought about it once or twice, but I just couldn't pull the trigger on those ingredients. You know. Scotty Pippen's popcorn, organic popcorn, is as much as movie popcorn, pretty much, right? Yeah. That's crazy, cause I'm going. I'm going with JJ. I'm with JJ on this one. I'm. I would go full blown. Movie popcorn is number one. You can't beat that one. 
And Scotty Pippen, like, I'm I'm really glad that you're venturing out and you're doing these things. But I just hope there isn't other like Chicago Bulls slander. That's the only thing that I'm thinking about. Is that you have another product, you're gonna get another interview. Someone's gonna ask you something about the Chicago Bulls that I don't wanna hear. Hate it. Do you guys have this fear too? Yeah. I I do. He's gonna I mean, but what's weird is he keeps falling for it. <laughs> they're baiting him over and over again with these interviews, thinking that they're gonna ask him about his business ventures of rum and organic spiruluna how do you i can't even say you can't have ingredients and like half the people can't even pronounce them (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean i he's i'm just waiting for unfortunately for that next moment where he's gonna he's gonna say something that's gonna shoot him off the rails again so we'll see yeah but if if he ever has slander against nike and his Shoes that I was so fond of growing up, the foam posits. Yeah, yeah. And his other lines, like, that's it, Scotty. I have to draw the line. <laughs> what? Well, at least our fans will know that if Scotty does act up, we'll be here to talk about it. That's for sure. And that's actually yeah. that actually wraps up our episode for tonight. Uh, JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thank you. Thank you, fans. John, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks. And also thanks to Husk Popcorn for sponsoring. <laughs> Send us multiple boxes, Scotty. Shout out DraftKings. Um, that's it for our episode. Of course, I'm Rosa Panza, and this is The Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>